Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Company's podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each episode showcases one of Davy's certified arborists sharing advice with everyone about caring for your trees and landscapes. We'll talk about everything from introduced pests, seasonal tree care, deer damage, how to make your trees thrive, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. I'm joined this week by Jay Mays. He's a district manager for the Davy Tree Expert Company in Seattle, Washington. And today, Jay, it's all about a winter checklist. Well, what kind of winter is there in Seattle compared to what we have here in Pittsburgh? <laughs> well, it's most likely going to be warmer for the most part. Uh, we get a lot of rain. Um, the last three years, we've had snow in February. Hmm. So kind of an interesting twist. Um they're predicting a La Nina year, which means generally colder and wetter this year, is what I've heard. And so predicting for us is supposed to be a brutal cold winter over here in, in Pittsburgh, but you never know. So when you're thinking about a winter checklist, you're on the ground. You're, you're, you're working at these different properties, looking at them. What would be the first thing you would think would be on that list? Well, I would say inspecting the canopy, looking for dead branches, broken branches, weak attachments. Um, and those things are going to be more noticeable for deciduous tree in the wintertime when the leaves are have fallen off. Well, that was my question because I do – my local uh, Davy Tree Arborist is coming out, and I was wondering if – because we have oak wilt here in the east – you can't touch those oaks until they go dormant. But I was wondering if he should look at them while the leaves are on. But you're saying that as a trained arborist, you can tell by looking up at that tree without the leaves on. It's actually actually better to inspect the tree under those circumstances. As far as hazards go. So as, um, when we're talking about big branches, um, that's what we're looking for. When you're talking about oak wilt, you may actually want to inspect those in the you know, growing season while the leaves are on so you can determine the health of the tree. Well, don't worry. He's been here. You know, I, like I always say on this podcast, I'm keeping Davy Tree in business with living in an oak forest that has oak wilt. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, so, so we have our arborists come out, inspect the canopy, take a look at what's going on there, uh, looking for hazards. What else uh, are you thinking when we're we're getting ready for winter? Well, there's um, we want to make sure we we're doing annual fertilization, and winter time is a good time to do that around here. Um, well, I'd say typically fall and then early spring, um, but our temperature is so moderate that we can pretty much do it all year round. When, when we're in a, a climate where the ground's going to freeze solid, we can fertilize until then? Is that sound about right? That's correct. Okay, once good. the product is in the ground, it's going to stay there um, for the trees to be available for the trees to use throughout the year. You know, I ask this question a lot when we get to fertilization, and I get different answers. How do you know how much fertilizer to put on? Is that a formula or do you look at the tree or how does that, how does that work? It's a formula that, um, that Davy has perfected. Um, so the mixture, the tank mixture is formulated. 
um, and then the technician knows how much to apply to individual trees. You know, just guessing, I would say that that a lot of people are not fertilizing their trees, you know, especially big trees, but they should be, right? You'd be right, Doug. Um, I would say that the fertilization mimics the natural leaf recycling in nature. So if you're in a forest where you're not cleaning up the leaf litter, you may not need to fertilize, to be honest. But when we're dealing with landscapes that are uh, groomed, all the leaves are raked up, you know, there's, there's no nutrient recycling happening. So I'm excited to hear another Davy tree arborist tell me I don't have to rake up my leaves. I should leave them at the base of my trees when possible. Absolutely, Doug. That's one of the best things you can do for your tree. Um, in fact, if you can cover those leaves with arborist chips, would be even better. How about watering? Is that something we do before the end of the season? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've we're actually experiencing a drought here for the last, well, I don't know how many years, several years. Um, and so we've been preaching watering all throughout the summer, basically three or four months of no rain, no precipitation. Um, we're getting it now. Um, I just came out from the rain uh, this morning, but um, you know, we're promoting watering almost every stop I go to. I'm talking about watering trees and the benefits of that. So when I think of Seattle, I think of a, a moist, rainy climate. Is that what it's usually like? Or you're saying you're going through a couple years of drought and we've seen it certainly on the east too. Yes, we are experiencing a drought. Right now we're getting a lot of rain, but you know, rain that comes all at one time doesn't help when you're going months without rain. How do you know how often to, to water uh, when you're thinking about trees? Well, if it'd be best to be able to check the soil moisture. Um, and if you can do that with a simple soil probe, um, then you'll know, um, you know, when it's time to water. Uh, basically, what you want to do is saturate the soil completely with a slow watering and then let it dry out. You don't want to just continually keep it wet, in other words. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that could be just as bad, right? If it's too wet. I know, I, I know I've talked to arborists about that, too, where they have a season that's super rainy, and then you start looking fungal issues and root rot and all sorts of stuff. So in an ideal situation, a nice drink for that tree, really soak it in, and then let it dry out. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about pruning. Is this the time of year where you guys are doing some pruning? Yes, this is a good time of year to do pruning uh, while the trees are dormant. Um, it's also, again, since we're able to see the branch structure, this is a good time to do cabling, bracing in anticipation of severe weather. Is that just in general, like we know there's going to be severe weather, or am I calling the, my arborist and saying, hey, man, it's going to be a big storm. Can you guys come out? I've been here 25 years and there's been severe weather every single year. All right. It makes sense. Makes so, sense. Tell me a little bit about what, uh, what got you into this line of work and why it's right for you. 
Uh, well, I had a forestry degree. Uh, I was working with the for the government in the forest. Um, actually, just kind of stumbled into this urban forestry, and have loved it ever since. I, I really like the the interface between the the forest and the and the city. Looking from the outside, to me, it just seems wonderful to be able to go to a property and tell the homeowner it's not that big of a deal. I can save your tree. Talk a little bit about that feeling. Well, it is, it's a great feeling to, be, to know that we're making a difference and, um, you know, making people happy and making their trees happy. Um, and then also identifying those trees that aren't so, so good. And maybe that people didn't realize the, the issues that they had. Um, so that's satisfying as well. You know, and when we're talking about a winter checklist, if you could just talk about the importance of having somebody come to your property at least once a year to take a look at what's going on so that you, you, you're you not waiting so long. You know, just like you just said there, you know, you get to the property and they, it's gone three years where they've looked at it slowly declining and finally at the last minute say, we better get somebody out here. Yeah. It, basically, if you can catch a problem early on in the process you have a much better success rate at turning the situation around um, versus, you know, for instance, a diseased tree that um, could have been saved, but maybe had been let go too long and to the point where it's just, it's either just too far gone or it's just going to be astronomical to, to try to save it at that point. Now we can see each other, but people that are listening to the podcast can't. And in the background, this is the perfect thing to have in an arborist office, a giant Norfolk pine. Is that <laughs> yeah. what that is? It is. <laughs> well, that thing's doing good. You, you got to give us uh, the lowdown on how you keep that thing growing so well. What's what's the trick? Because I've killed two of them. Uh, honestly, Doug, it's neglect. Um, yeah. This tree, <laughs> I hate to say it, but um, I, I basically, I, you know, remember to water it every two to three weeks, if that. I suspect I might have someone else coming in here to water it, but um, uh, it gets good early morning or morning sunlight um, if I remember to keep those shades up. (laughs) Um, But honestly, I don't do much. All right. I think I killed mine with kindness then. That might be, yeah. Too much water. Yep. So I know you don't have oak wilt out in Seattle, but there's all sorts of of different problems for different trees. Out here in the east, we don't touch those oaks unless they're dormant. Do you have certain trees that can only be pruned certain times of the year? We still have uh, some very majestic elm trees um, in Seattle, and those trees we can't prune in the the growing season because it would coincide with... uh, the beetles that carry the Dutch elm disease. And so we can only really prune those in the winter time. You know, with an elm tree, if it has to be removed, is it similar to like, I guess, I'm guessing it's be similar to an oak wilt tree. You want to get all that wood out of there so the beetle doesn't? Okay, yes, that's what absolutely. Well, before we go, Jay, I just want to ask you, tell me a little bit about the best parts of your job, what you do. Oh, I just enjoy... Uh, meeting with people, you know, all kinds of different people and talking to them about their trees and their landscape, um, as well as um, 
being a manager for, you know, helping my people out um, with their careers and seeing them succeed. And it's, it's all very satisfying. That sounds great. I appreciate your time. And I've got my winter checklist ready and I'm going <laughs> to make sure that I am ready for the winter. Thanks again for your time. All right. Thank you, Doug. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. We're having fun and learning a lot, too. I can't wait to talk to Luke Warner next week about trees and shrubs with winter interest. This is the time to get them in the ground for seasonal beauty. And as always, we'd like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer.